thanks everybody for joining. I still don't have my intro music back. I'm so sorry. I have finally, for those of you guys that are, are regulars, welcome back. And you guys will know that I've had such bloody laptop issues this last week. My laptop died. I no longer have a work laptop because I no longer work at that company. So I'm actually recording this off my phone for those of you guys that are brand new. I'm so sorry. Next week will be better. Next week we will be back to normal. Next week we will have big girl pants on and we will be boss ass bitches again. But this week we're doing it in a very different way because we have no choice. And also I say we as if, well, I suppose it is we because it's me, my beautiful co-host Thomas, who is my gorgeous plant. Uh, Thomas is here with us. He says hi. He's looking beautiful. He is really, really fanning out again. Um, in winter, he was looking a bit miserable, but he's he's getting his little summer summer jams on. He's starting to look a little bit sexy for summer. So the two of us are here, and we will have our lives back to normal next week. I promise. I promise. 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 Because we haven't had our lives together this week at all. That's a reason why we're not an adult. There's a reason why we're not grown-ups. And I'm just, I've got so much going on in my personal life this week. It's been a little bit crazy. I've been trying to sort of keep my head above water in a couple of ways, if that makes sense. Um, not in a bad way. There's just a lot of change happening. A lot of, like, good change. Uh not I mean like good change, bad change, this change is happening. Uh I have a massive career shift at the moment. I am trying to live my best life. I um you know, I'm just I'm just trying to trying to like sort things out a little this week. But all is good though. Everything is fine. We are fine. Uh, I hope all of you guys are well and you've had a good week. It is Wednesday. Everybody's had a good Easter, I hope. I'm sure everybody has been downing Easter eggs like nobody's business. I am not a massive fan of chocolate. Fun fact about me. I like chocolate because I get like a random sweet tooth, but my skin breaks out so severely that I'm... I don't really eat a lot of chocolate. Like, But if I do have chocolate, it has to have been put in the freezer first. It has to be frozen. Then I love chocolate. But if it's like an Easter egg, it just doesn't really appeal to me. I'd rather have like cheeses and toasts and things like that. Uh, so I'm, I like... Um, I like chocolate, but like ugh, Easter egg chocolate doesn't really appeal to me. What do you guys think? What are your favorites? Uh, if you guys want to give me some information, tell me how your Easter went. Send it to my Instagram, which is just James Podcast, uh, just underscore James underscore podcast. I got a couple new listeners this week, so welcome, guys. My podcast, my Instagram is still growing. Um, there's, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get the word out there for it. So the follows and likes would be really appreciated if you want to come along and. And follow me on there. I put a lot of things that I find hilarious up. I put a lot of memes up of what things I think are funny. But uh, please feel free. If you guys want to send me like things that you find funny. That you think would be good for the podcast. Then like literally put it. You know send it to me. I'll post it for you guys. Um, I normally try and put funny memes. I remind you that the podcast is out. And uh, just living my best life on there. As far as I'm concerned. I think with everything going on. You know, I've got, you know, some changes going on, like I mentioned, is that I've, I'm not a person that suffers from anxiety. I never have. 
not really anything that's ever been a big issue for me. So that when I do get anxious, then like the world's going to end in my view. I just, whenever like I'm going through like tough stuff and I, you know, I'm not, I'm a bit of like a, like a bit of a soft flower when it comes to things like that because I don't normally suffer from anxiety I normally sort of like that breezy calm figure in the room that everybody can sort of turn to and when I'm anxious and upset I find it really difficult because it's just so so abnormal for me to be anxious so I woke up the last couple of days woken up anxious obviously um you know going through some stuff anxiety is is a body's natural response to stress it's a, it's a feeling of fear or apprehension. And I mean, for those of you guys that really do suffer from anxiety, you, you'll probably have so much more knowledge on this than me. So if, because I'm like a rookie anxious person, uh, if I have my facts wrong, please correct me because that's how we learn. And I think that's how, you know, we as a podcast can grow. And I like to sort of try, try and keep some facts right. So if I'm wrong, Please update me. Please correct me. Please be like, hey, James, tell me about it. And if you ever want to come on the podcast and talk about your anxiety, like, come along. You're welcome. You're welcome on you. Uh, and I'm sort of like, you know, there's, I think there's anxiety disorders where people really do suffer. And I think it's really, you know, there's there's so much going on that um, that happen sort of like they create disorders. And because I don't have the disorder, it's I can't really talk too much about it because the only thing I do is Google it and repeat a website to you, which, which isn't very fair. So, you know, I'm talking about my feelings, sort of the fears that I'm going through at the moment, sort of like this, this crippling anxiety I'm feeling at the moment. Um, you know, I think that anxiety can certainly stop you from doing things that you enjoy, you know, it can prevent you from sort of doing things if you've got like a fear, like a phobia or fears. Uh, those of you guys that, that know this podcast quite well, I'm absolutely phobic of sharks in a in a gym swimming pool. Like that would create anxiety for me, like having to get in a gym pool. Like I would hate every fucking moment of it. Um, you know, in some extreme cases, some people like don't even want to leave their house. And I think anxiety can get worse and worse. I am such a verbal person and I talk about everything that I'm going through and things that I'm feeling consistently that I'm very aware of my my feelings and my, my person. And that's probably why I have a podcast is because I just need to talk to the world and tell the world about myself. So for me, talking about things helps with my, you know, with this mild case of anxiety that I have you know if I'm feeling sad and upset or depressed or miserable or happy I have to talk about it I'm not one of those people that can quietly like build an empire I fucking tell the world what I'm doing and I always have and that's probably to my own detriment sometimes that sometimes I should probably keep quiet until things pan out but um, I'm very aware that if I talk about things and make myself feel better that I'll feel better so you know, I don't have panic disorders or, I mean, I have a weird phobia, um, but I think lockdown in particular has created a lot of social anxiety for a lot of people. You know, there's, we've all been hidden away in our homes and away from the public eye for so long that there is a bit of like anxiety about going back out there again and like being a functioning member of society because it's just, you, you're in your safe space consistently. Um you know, there's there's people with separation anxiety. I learned something very, so slightly changing the subject here. I oh, what was it called? There is a there is a disorder. Oh, 
freaking hell, my mom, my mom told me about it yesterday when I saw her for Easter. Um, if, oh, I hope somebody can actually give me the answer to this. Um, if the, one of my uh, nieces um, has got a bit of separation anxiety from her mom and um, the problem with uh, her and they, they sort of diagnosed it is when when her mom had her as a teeny tiny baby, when babies like sleep on their moms and like, you know, like sort of cuddle with their mom all the time, instead of being put in the, in the, um, in the crib when they go to sleep, um, they create actually an older in life, they get the separation anxiety. Oh, dang it. I can't remember what it's called. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find some information and maybe put it on next week's podcast. Cause I, it's quite an interesting theory, um, that it almost like creates, uh, separation anxiety older in life it's like having a, a lockdown puppy you know they've never left your side and now suddenly you're going to go off back to the office they're never going to understand it because they've always been like had this insane connection with you i'm going to find out more information about it but i found it so fascinating when i heard about it yesterday um and then i was teasing my mom that she was the opposite and you know the fact that i'm never never need her around is because she never hugged me enough as a kid but it was more of a joke than <laughs> than the actual reality. I've got a extremely close relationship with my mom, so we found it quite funny. And and I was always an extremely independent kid from pretty much from birth. I kind of like just wanted to do things my own way. So we always laugh and joke about things like that. So it was quite a funny conversation, but it was really fascinating and really interesting. So I'm going to try and find some more information for the next podcast because I didn't think about Googling it and looking it up. But of course, talking about it now, I just remembered about it. So I'll, I'll bring it back. Um, but there's also sort of things like illness, anxiety disorders, um, post-traumatic stress or PTSD. You know, there's so many things with anxiety. But anxiety feeds, you know, d dependent on the person and, and how you're experiencing it. Uh, you know, feelings, the feeling of anxiety can absolutely range in, within different people from butterflies to racing heart to like crippling, you know, like heartburn there's so many things you know it can increase heart rate breathing restlessness travel concentrating difficulty falling asleep there's so many different things um and i think that everybody has anxiety in different ways and anxiety attacks can be quite severe i haven't had an anxiety attack before um and i'm quite grateful that i haven't but the, the symptoms of it sound absolutely terrible uh, you know, there's a fear of fainting or dizziness, shortness of breath, dry mouth, sweating, chills and hot flashes, apprehension and worry, restlessness, distress, fear and numbness or tingling. So, um, you know, anxiety is sort of there's there's a combination of factors that that play into anxiety. It can be genetics, environmental factories, your brain chemistry. Um, you know, there's also the I think some scientists believe that there's areas of the brain responsible for controlling fear and those sections of your brain can be impacted or sort of have an, have sort of a reaction. And, um, you know, I do believe that we, we don't truly understand how the human brain works and I'm sure that anxiety and fear and happiness and all of that play into that. Um, you know, but there's, there are tests that can be done if you think that you're suffering from anxiety. You know, you can go... Rather go and speak to your doctor, speak to like a physician, you know, have some blood or urine test and they can rule out sort of medical conditions first and things that will maybe contribute to the symptoms of it. And, you know, there's severe anxiety tests and scales that can also be done to try and help you out. 
but the treatment of anxiety can sort of fall into psychological or medicational. Sort of sometimes you'd have to meet with a psychologist or, or a therapist that can help you with the tools to sort of cope with the anxiety. Um, and of course, medical would be sort of antidepressants and sedatives and, you know, brain balance chemistry. So go and speak to specialists if you really are suffering or something like that. Or, you know, there's natural remedies that they say help sort of like getting enough sleep, meditation, staying active and exercising, eating a healthy diet, working out, avoiding alcohol, avoiding caffeine, quitting smoking cigarettes, um, you know, all of those things I'm probably, well, besides the cigarettes because I don't smoke, but the the rest of them are probably all things that I like power into my into my diet and my system, which, um, or besides the diet and the healthy eating, but the booze and the, and the caffeine are certainly like my fuels. So <laughs> I'm not helping this like anxiety feeling. Um, but, you know, if there's, there's so many different sort of like stresses and, and problems and uh, anxiety and alcohol play a big part big thing food um that you know there's actually some foods that are really good for anxiety and when i like googled it and i was like i'm feeling anxious what do i do um one of the things that said is like salmon chamomile turmeric dark chocolate which i didn't expect because i thought that would be high in sugar a uh, yogurt and green tea are all things that help with brain power and lowering your anxiety and i thought that was so interesting so I'm going to try and add some of those to my diet this week and see how I do. I mean, certainly the dark chocolate. <laughs> no, joking. I'm going to try the, the salmon uh, and the turmeric and the yogurt and see how that goes. Um, but, you know, I think it's important that anxiety disorders can be treated. And, you know, if there's extreme cases... I really hope that you feel if anybody is suffering with anxiety out there that you feel that you can just reach out to somebody and guys if you don't have anybody to talk to I've always said I'm not a trained medical professional I'm not a trained psychologist in any means but I am here if you ever just need to talk to somebody you know if you ever just want somebody to chat to um, just reach out to me you know I, I'm always here to try and help um, and I try and like vicariously sort of talk about my podcast about what's happening in my life this week. So next week you might find I, I have no anxiety and I've just got an, like an everlasting drinking problem. So you never know. You never know what next week's going to hold in this podcast. But for this week, anxiety is the name of the game. Um, I've just realized that I've left these windows open and I live near, really near a train station. So if you guys hear loud trains going past on this podcast, my apologies uh, as you know, I do record my podcast from home. It's just me and Tomo. So, um, yeah, I do apologize if there's loud train noises. I've just tried to close those cur uh, the windows and see if that helps a bit. But I had a great weekend. I spent it with my moo, my mom, over Easter. Uh, my baby brother moved out of London to, I think he's moved to Northampton. But I could have the entire town wrong, to be fair. He did tell me. Uh, so that was happening from his side and my dad is all the way in Wales. So I don't, I didn't really get to see much of my family this weekend, but I hung out with my mom, which was great. Um, and I've, you know, I'm, I'm very close to my family. I'm, I'm very blessed and very lucky that I've got a, an extremely close relationship to the ones around me and spending time with my family to me is really important. You know, people don't realize that, um, quality is is an operative word real re, really uh, as opposed to time you know you can spend hours w 
with your family but the time you spend with them is what matters so quality stumps quantity if that makes sense um and there's a few reasons that spending time with your family is really important and one of them is, is strengthening the bond you know we spend our lives with the same blood as these people and you know we've we grew up you know from from cradle to grave i, I believe that family is so important and spending quality time with your family strengthens those relationships. And I mean, I, I think that we all grow and we all change and, and our relationships change and grow and, and you know, mature as, as we age. And, um, you know, children need to feel that they belong. And I think that children, you know, as kids, we spend a lot of time with our parents. And I think it really made us as close as we are. Um, you know, children spend you know children spend form like groups and befriend each other at school but but adults too require sort of a sense of belonging and the fact that we're social beings and we're social creatures shouldn't just be with your friends I think um, spending time with your family is something really special and it reduces stress and makes you happy and um, you know being with people that actually know you and truly know you I, I think is really valuable um, you know, like children need to be nurtured and guided in the right path. And, and I think we were really lucky as kids that we were, we spent so much time with our family that we were taught such great values. And I really do believe that myself and my brothers have really good manners. We've got good values. We, we're not like detriments to society. I, you know, I think that we, we spend time with people around us and, you know, the quality time that we got to spend with our loved ones it created such cool memories for us as kids. Uh, you know, they, we just learned so much. We sort of played so much and we spent time with each other and learned values from each other. And I'm not just talking about your mom and dad. I mean, we we had cousins and, and grandparents and, um, you know, all distant family uh, from all sorts, you know. And I think it really taught us what matters. Um, you know, it doesn't – kids crave attention, especially from their parents – and as a responsible parent, I think my parents sort of gave us achievements and taught us what was important. And, you know, even when things were low and things weren't great, and it it really showed me what matters in life. And I'm, I'm very, like, you know, I'd kill for my family, you know, <laughs> if I had to. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no doubt about it. My family is so important to me. So, you know, we learned a lot of new things as a family, We'd go and do interesting things, learn information, sort of like go and engage in conversations. We'd play games. We would like do plays. We, we'd sort of like tell tales from school. And it's a, like as a family, we would all sort of talk about it. And, you know, we learn tradition as well. And I think tradition is really important, you know, past through generations. And there's a lot of things that I would pass down to my children that, um, you know, even if it's something really simple, like a secret family handshake at a restaurant, like there's, it, it, there's things that will make like families, it just bonds families. But it also like we all understand each other really well. I've got two brothers and our age gaps are quite similar. So me and my middle brother are only 18 months apart. And then me and my baby brother, I think are like 23 months apart. So there's not a big age gap between us. And I think it was a really important thing because we all grew up together. Uh, I'm not saying the kids with like a big age gap can't get along, but it certainly worked for me. I understand them well. I know my brothers really, really well. 
and I know what they love. I know their pet peeves. You know, I know what their fears are. But it's all from spending time with each other. You know, we still like my brother phoned me literally two minutes before this podcast, and I said, "I went, oh, I better record it, hey." So, you know, we we talk to each other all the time. We phone each other all the time. I speak to my mother every single day. Like every single day, I talk to my mom, and it's not like we have anything to say to each other. We just it's just connection. So you know. It's, you know doing things with the loved ones is really really nice and like I love having a meal with my family going on a holiday with them um you know I think it's really important to to sit around the table and just catch up with one another I'm I mean we some families exercise and work out together go for hikes go to the gym you know sort of do things that are that are good for your for your mind uh you know going for a walk uh, reading a book together. I mean, I have never done that, but I'm sure you could. Or I suppose like you could read a book to your little kids. That's that's probably a better option. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't sit at, at the dinner table with my family now and sort of read a book as, as a family. It's just not something I'd really do. Um, but plan a day out with each other. You know, you make time for each other. Turn off your phones and spend time with your family, even if it's just cooking a meal together or sort of like cleaning up the house together if you live together. And, you know, do nice deeds for one another. My mom was so cute on the weekend. I I have a basket. I So my kitchen, I've got high cupboards. And at the top of it, I've got these little wicker baskets that, have, that I've sort of filled with, um, you know, like pots and pans and, you know, cooking things because they're just out of the way. And I've got a really small kitchen, so I kind of need the space. And I pulled the um, one of the baskets down the other day to get a frying pan out of it. And I completely lost my balance with the wicker basket in my hand and knocked the basket to the floor. And the my frying pan fell out of it and the handle of it absolutely shattered across my house. Well, I say my house, my kitchen. Absolutely shattered. And I've been trying to use my frying pan as like a... Um, like a oven mitt to, to hold the side <laughs> and meaning to get a new one. But of course, non-essential stores are all still closed in the UK. And there's I'm trying to find something like Waitrose or something. There's just not great, op, you know, options. So I have I've had frying pan on my shopping list in my kitchen for just weeks now, waiting for for non-essential stores to open. And um, my very sweet mom, I got this. I had ordered a new cable f- to charge my phone, and got this massive box arrive at the door yesterday. And I was laughing to my mom, being like, "This massive Amazon box is just for one cable." And as I opened it up, there was the most gorgeous new Teffel um, frying pan from my mom in the inside. So she said, no, she felt bad that, that, I, that I haven't actually replaced my frying pan. And she bought me a really fancy, nice one. So she's so freaking cute, man. But, you know, my mom is just, she's just how thoughtful she is. It's just such a sweet thing that she's just did. Without saying a word, she just sort of did it. And um, it was just a really, really appreciative gift. And then my very sweet little neighbor brought me some daffodil flowers just for Easter. She knows I can't eat chocolates because I'm lactose intolerant. Um, so she um, so she brought me some daffodils, which is so sweet. And I really appreciate it. And I never got her anything. But it was just such a nice um, expression of goodwill, really. And I really appreciate it. And then I thought, well, you know, if you give a gift, do you... If you get a gift, should you always give a gift? You know, I just, I feel like it's this never-ending cycle of like, oh, because I got something, she must get something. And I wasn't sure if it was like the mandatory thing to do. 
you know, should you always sort of buy something to the same value? If, you know, if, if somebody does something nice for you, should you always respond it? Um, and I think you should sort of like, I think if you're going to give a gift, it should be something in a price range that you're comfortable with. I mean, somebody's, somebody's spend and your spend could be two very different places. And, um, you know, sometimes you could actually make somebody feel a little bit uncomfortable if it's a really fancy gift and then you sort of have like a small little little gift back. So I think the value is difficult to assess. Um, but I think a gift should always just not be based on monetary value, but sort of along with the thought and the meaningfulness behind it. You know, I think spending excessive amounts of money on a gift could also make the receiver like really uncomfortable. Um, especially with something that you don't really know or, you know, you don't really know their tastes either. Um, you know, so, but I just think if you're giving a gift as well, you shouldn't expect a gift in exchange. It should be done out of kindness and goodwill and because you're doing a good deed, not because like you're expecting a gift back. Um, and I think that putting something being like, oh, well, um, you know, not, you know, not everybody can afford to, to give gifts as well. And I think also not all cultures and people celebrate the same holiday seasons, if that makes sense. Not everybody is going to celebrate Easter. Not everybody is going to celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah. Uh, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. But, um, you know, if if you're giving a, a, a religious holiday gift as well, um, I think, you know, you, I think sometimes you may have to read the room. You may not know what other person's sort of religious stances are. And, um, you know, if it's some, sometimes it's also like culturally, um, normal to, to unwrap gifts as soon as you've received it. However, some other countries and so some other, some other cultures, it's etiquette to, to wait until you're in private to open the gift. So, you know, you have, to, you can't expect that person to open it right there in front of you. Uh, you know, if you've, I think also you should maybe look at like history repeating itself. If you know that the person gives you a gift every Christmas or whatever, um, and you, you sort of maybe want to exchange a gift in return, you can take that into consideration as well. And sometimes like, I think some common sort of like um, gift-giving conundrums is whether you buy a gift for everybody in the group. So if, if you're sort of going to a party and you, you sort of intend to bring a gift to one person, do you bring a gift for everybody? Uh, and I think that's something that you sort of maybe have to take in consideration. You don't want to suddenly be buying everybody in your office a gift. Uh, it gets really expensive. But I think for me, with friends, in particular over Christmas, I mean, I don't know, I'm talking about this in March. Um, but I, if I'm going to a friend that has children, I would tend to maybe get the children a small gift and not the parents, or just get the parents a bottle of wine or something, but sort of put the attention on the children rather. But if I do get a gift... I always like to send a thank you card. I think it's etiquette. I think it's the right thing to do. And it's just something really small that you can sort of take out of your day. And I post it to them so that I've gone to the store. I've bought a card. I've filled it out. I've gone to the post office. I've taken the time to thank them via like a postal service. It also keeps the, the economy going as well. Because, of course, my, my thank you cards fix the economy. <laughs> 
But, um, you know, I just think a handwritten note is very thoughtful and very um, kind as a gesture when somebody sends you a gift. And if you're going to somebody's home, especially like for a braai or if you sort of like have you've been invited for a special occasion I do tend to sort of bring a small gift nothing extravagant just like a little bottle of wine or a box of candles or um a box of candles did I say box of candles box a box of chocolates or a candle <laughs> um and sort of like I I always sort of do that but I think the bottom line is that if we're going to give gifts and how we receive them says a lot about ourselves it's inevitable that there will always be an awkward moment when somebody just brings you a gift and you haven't like considered to, to, to bring one back. Um, but bear in mind that some people just give you gifts to show appreciation and sometimes just a simple thank you is all that's required. And um, I always like to sort of spoil those around me. My, my love language is giving and I like to sort of give as, as my language of love and that's just how I am as a person. I don't, I'm not always like comfortable receiving gifts, but um, I do always appreciate them when they are given. And I, I do try and make a big fuss out of somebody when they, um, when, when they sort of do something that's kind and generous and really lovely for you. Um, and yeah, I think that, I think it's, a, that's a really great way to sort of like be appreciated and feel appreciated. Um, for those of you guys that listened to my podcast, I spoke last night about sort of an incident that had happened where somebody really badly screamed at me and I was really unhappy about the situation. I found it really annoying. And um, I sort of have been thinking a lot this week in particular about forgiveness. And like, is when is it the right time to forgive people? When do you not? I have somebody that was in my life I haven't spoken to this person in over six years and I completely cut this person out and for for quite a few reasons um she had spoken so badly about me behind my back and what she had said about me came back to me and I made the decision that I I will never forgive somebody that actually feels that way in a fight never mind as a friendship and I think her true colors really really showed through and she's she's definitely reached out she's she's bumped into my mom she's bumped into myself and um you know reached out and sort of try to make amends and I would never allow it um and for me unfortunately I I will not find forgiveness um because I'm just my god is just too high up and I would never trust that person ever again but forgiveness is something that it's supposed to bring you internal peace and so you're supposed to be the bigger person. Uh, you know, where do we sort of, where do we sort of create like an emotional disarmament and find like peace and calm and extract the, you know, the grandest form of revenge is declaring peace if we only internalize it. And sometimes I just think bullshit, we can't fucking do that. None of us can. But forgiveness is a choice that one makes. And I think that if you make a choice to, for forgiveness is that you then forgive and you can never bring it up again. It can never be, there can never be a wall up again. There can never be um, a persistent in the back of your mind, oh, this person might do this again, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that there has to be like a complexity of of what had happened and sort of there will be no further conflict on the matter. And for me in this particular case, I will never forgive and I will never not see conflict. So 
I just think sometimes there has to be a reason, you know, love is, love is happens. Love has to be sort of like self-forgiveness. Um, but you know, can everybody do that? I think in some cases, yes, you can forgive and forget. You can move forward. Um, you know, you sort of like help you sort of become a psychologically better person if you can sort of forgive and sort of move forward in an ongoing practice. But it's often difficult to foresee the anger and the resentfulness that can sort of come further down the line. So I think it's a really difficult thing to do. But I think positive relationships are healthy and should be done. And if you have the capacity to forgive, then... Um, then you know if you're if you're big enough to actually do that and sort of make that decision forgiveness then it's it, you've got a really strong willpower you know you have got a congen um a cognitive resentment factor that you can just flip off and i really really appreciate that in people that can do that um you know it's a choice to do and i think if you can separate your thoughts and your bitterness and your feelings of being hurt for a better place. I really do. Um, I really do sort of appreciate and take my hat off to that sort of emotional forgiveness. I really do. I think it's. I think it makes you a, a, an extremely impressive person that you can do that. But sometimes you just can't. I think. I think forgiveness in some cases is easily done, and um, forgiveness is is sometimes not forgotten, which which is quite a difficult thing to do. So if you can do that, I mean, I mean, we could probably go into a massive podcast just on forgiveness. You know, there's so many different things, you know. There's so many, like, positive psychology behind it. Um, but, yeah, that's a bit of a random story to tell you guys. My very cute mom is making these little, um, like, they're little, like, fairies, if you want to call them that. They're, like, these little dolly fairies that you can put on your Christmas tree and you can sort of give us little gifts. Um, I'm going to put them on my Instagram for you guys. I'm going to set up a little Etsy store for you because I think she should sell them. But they are so sweet and they're just such, like, lovely gift ideas. Um, and I really think that um, they're really, really beautiful little gifts. So if anybody's looking for any really great gift ideas coming up, please let me know. I'll put it on my Instagram. And, um, yeah, have a look at the cute little things that my mom's making. I absolutely love them. Um, but last week's going to I know the week before, I'm sorry, guys, so many of you guys did message me because um, I had, with my laptop crashing, I lost all my podcast like notes and I didn't know what the conundrum was and I just couldn't for the life of me remember what it was and most of you I say most of you probably about 30 of you guys sort of inboxed me and reminded me what it was and I really appreciate you doing that so um we sort of started fresh last week I said I wasn't sure what it was so I started a new conundrum which is what is black uh when it's clean and white when it's dirty and the answer was a chalkboard uh so for those of you I know some of you guys gave me the answer with your uh, telling me the last week's conundrum and then I got confused with everything and I didn't write them down and now it's not done and I feel bad and we'll just move forward. <laughs> I'll be an adult one day, I promise. I promise one day, maybe in about 10 years time, we'll adult, but we're not adults yet. So we'll get there. Uh, this week's conundrum, if you guys want to send me your answers to my Instagram, just James Podcast, please do so. I'll give you guys a shout out. I promise I will eventually remember everybody's names and give a shout out. 
um i say that as if like there's thousands of you that sending me sending me answers michelle you're always one of them you're always so good at giving me the answers um and I'm, I'm certainly getting some regulars. Uh, if you guys want me to give you a shout out, though, just say that I can because otherwise I sometimes feel like I'm going against your, your wishes if I don't if I say your names and you haven't said I can. So just tell me. Uh, this week's one is um, I'm light as a feather, yet the strongest person cannot hold me for more than five minutes. What am I? Uh, I'm light as a feather, yet the strongest person cannot hold me for more than five minutes. What am I? Um, I don't really have any reviews this week. I've just bought a brand new laptop. So I should have that first thing next week, I believe. And then we, uh, my uh, podcast will be done with my intro. Hooray. So hopefully when I get that, I'll use that as a nice review. My social media for this week, I'm following somebody called Jason Banks Comedy on TikTok. He is absolutely hilariously funny. He It's, a, it's himself and then he has three young children characters that he that he plays as well um but very funny really dark sense of humor very me very like my warped mind humor so uh i find him really really funny at the moment but yeah uh so let's see what next week holds you know make your life a masterpiece imagine no limitations on what you can be and what you have to do and I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing week. I hope you dream of puppies. And I cannot wait to chat to you next week. Goodbye.